Okay, guys, welcome to episode two of um, What's Inside My Mind. We are, my voice is power, and we're here to talk about mental health. So, are you guys ready for your questions? I guess the first question is, what does mental health mean to you? Go ahead. Oh, I'll just look at myself and think. Um, what does mental health mean to me? I think mental health means uh, to me is um, it's all about your mindset and how how your brain is actually like you know, functioning. So, and how I think of mental health is like um, how your mind is healthy or not. But it always could it always could pro- progress if it's not. That's what I think it is. I think mental health is um, like what he's saying, like how you actually are, like what's going on inside your head, like if yeah, it's a mental thing. It's not physical, but it's just mental, and how. So yeah, it's not physical, but it's mental. Uh, I think mental health is um, it's a health mindset in your head. So why is mental health so important? What makes you um want to talk about it? Um, why is mental health so important and what makes me want to think about it? Talk about it. Talk about it? I think mental health is um very important and uh, made me want to talk about it because what people do and how people act is all what they think in their mind. So how people could feel to somebody or I could feel mad or sad to somebody is all because how you mentally feel. So I think it's really important that you know your um yourself or your mind so you can know how to control your your mindset. It's like self control, but it's just your mind. That's I think mental health is really important because you don't know what's really going on in other people's head. You know, it's a real thing like people actually struggle with it and people can die from it. So like it's a real that's what makes me want to talk about it because you you don't know. Somebody can look as people say normal, but you don't know what's actually going on in their head. So you that's why you need to check up on people. Like are you good? Just to make sure they do okay. Um I agree with Sage. I think mental health is important because um like Mental health is like in the brain, and your brain tells your body what to do. So if you're unhealthy in the brain, then that'll affect your actual physical health. What do you think is most likely to cause mental health? Um, Mental health problems or just mental health in general? Mental health in general. What do you think is most likely to cause mental health? Uh, just depression. Stress, you mean like mental stress, illness or? Yeah, like mental issues. Stress, stress and depression. Um, it could be hereditary though. Huh? It could be hereditary, like, you know, like mental disorders. It could be hereditary. Um, stress, yeah, stress. Like, um, bipolar disorder. It does run in some people's, like, you know. System, yeah. Yeah, it runs in people's bloodline, so you don't. And I also hate that um, people say that you was born with this type of disability or you were born with, with this mind thing, but I think you could overcome it. See what I'm saying? Because, like, 
I know people. No, no, no. Like, that's how I want to explain myself. People, some people I know who got that, and I had that myself, and you could overcome it. It's just all about how you how you train your mind to be. Right? How can you better... Wait, before you go on the show, what do you think? What I think, um, how can you... What is most likely? I think most likely it's like depression, what you go through in life, how you see yourself in life can cause it. Just in general. I agree. How can you better mental health? What can you do to make a change like for yourself like or for other people? You can make a change from your health. It's just by, uh, like I said before, just by training your mind to be better. As an uh, individual mind, yeah, as an individual mind, and making it be more stronger than it is, because because the grind will never stop. So I think that um, if you if you just train your mind to be stronger, you'll be good in every way. You can also talk to people. Communication about your mental health and your mental health will really change the situation. Because you can be upset one day and then you can just either pour your heart out to someone, write it down, tweet about it, and you can feel better. Yeah, I agree with what you're trying to say because I also think that um, sometimes talking to people might not be the, the option. Even though you do need to talk to something, I think a teddy bear or just your um seriously or attachments just, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, something that really that don't could give you something back to say I'm talking to you uh, away and you say something that I might not like and we we both you, even though you're trying to help me I might not like it and we just come into a discommunication. So I think that if you just talk to like a teddy bear or something. You, they can't give you no feedback, so you just like let all your um your your emotions out on, on the teddy bear. Um, I think that just acknowledging that mental health problems and illnesses are real is a good step forward because a lot of people have a stereotype that if you have a mental health illness, then you're like crazy or you belong in a crazy house. And I think that changing that stereotype would be a step in the right direction to change. I would say, like, thinking about, like, positive thoughts more than negative thoughts because those can bring you down and, like, change you in the long run. So thinking about positive stuff can just bring, bring you up and just change your mindset. You should try to, like, even though you can't really change somebody's mood, but you could try yeah. to... Like, you could just, a simple compliment to somebody, like, a day or something. Could really could mean a lot them. to right. me. I, per se, for me, I would exercise a lot for mental health. Like, I work out, take a run, clear my mind. Mm-hmm. Just making sure, like, I'm physically good to, for, so my mentality could be good. Yeah, that is also something that, like, what Adriana said, too. She said something similar to this. She said, um, you can't. You could tell somebody, you can't tell nobody what to do, but you could give them advice and it's just their, it's their uh, opinion or it's themselves to see they could take it and use it. Like, so it just depends. You could support somebody, but they're not 100% sure that they're going to take that advice. Yeah. Um, I think that 
How did how do you think COVID nineteen had an effect on mental health? I think that it made everyone more paranoid and scared because no one has really lived through the pandemic before. At least no one alive today. I feel like it caused a whole lot of more depression to because they were like isolated and they didn't really know how to talk about like what was actually going on with people. Yeah, and I feel the same way, not to bring up nobody specific, but I know somebody who actually caught COVID and how he was feeling. Um, he said that it was hard during the time that he had COVID, but he just had to stay strong mentally so he could get past the COVID, um, the, the COVID, whatever it was. Virus, yeah, virus, yeah. COVID virus. And not only that, a lot of people lost lives and lost family members and friends over this pandemic and that probably made a really huge toll on everyone because they were losing friends family or their cells to the virus that no one really knew about that at first we didn't have a vaccine or a care people were being hospitalized it was hard for them to even do anything daily they were isolated from other people they couldn't see their families or friends and even in some certain cases, like with funerals, if someone had died during the pandemic, like when it early started, you can't really go to the funeral because there's like amount of people that can go and amount of people that can't go. Because um, someone I knew passed away and no one could really go to their funeral because of the pandemic and yeah. all the people. So they did end up doing a live stream on it. Mm -hmm. And it was hard because during you know like how they have a walk-in you can see the person before they go yeah um viewing really that. Um, speaking of virtual they had nothing to do with school but um speaking of virtual sometimes people like to like how she said funeral you, you would rather be in person so you can actually feel the emotion rather than just be online and just hear or assume what's going on so i, I agree with you and i'd rather be in, in person and feel that attachment to whatever the, the case might be. Um, I agree. I think COVID-19 had a really big impact on mental health and mental illness. Even people that didn't have a mental problem before COVID and going into COVID, there was a lot of like mental problems, I guess. Because um, like we were all forced to be isolated and even when you did go outside, you still had to be six feet apart. And especially, I know for like my age, we were all used to being so social. And um, just being forced to go remote was a really big like impact. And I guess you were isolated more and you were like kind of left with your thoughts more alone. And how do you think like it had an effect including um, the Black Lives Matter? Black Lives Matter. Yeah, how do you think the mental health had an effect with Black Lives Matter? Um, so you're trying to say like the the epidemic in the Black Lives Matter thing? What you trying to say? Like, can I get, no? Can I go? Yeah. Oh. I think um, being a little bit older than you guys and um, kind of knowing a little bit more stories. I'm not saying I know more than you, but just knowing a little bit more. Um, 
mental health for me, especially seeing Black Lives Matter, that movement starting and, you know, George Floyd, all eight minutes of him dying on camera, um, really shakes your mind, you know? Um, for me, I was depressed. I was scared to go outside. I was fearful for my brother's lives, you know, because black men are becoming extinct. You know, it just made me go go with depression, made me realize I need to love more. I need to need to be there for more people, especially my people, especially people that look like me, because we're they're, they're hunting us down. We are we are dying, um, and it's it's very sick. And I feel with the the awakening of George Floyd and I I can't express it enough. All eight minutes of him dying really sh shakes you to the core and makes you re makes you reevaluate things. Yeah, I agree with that. And what she's trying to say, or what I can elaborate on that is, um, this is a good reminder or just a good warning to tell all y'all whoever watching this to stay woke. Listening. Huh? Listening to it. Oh, listening. <laughs> Sorry. Um, listening to this to stay woke and make sure your mind is open and know what's going on in this world because a lot of this information or a lot of these things that's going on, and it could be hidden and you can never know. So just stay woke and, and make sure your mind is open to the world. Because there's a lot of secrets. And know your rights too. That's very important in these situations. Because if you do know your rights, you can always use it if you're being targeted by the police. I'd say for me, the Black Lives Matter moment really affected me, like mentally wise. It was like, this is what happened to my people. This is what happening to people around me. Like, imagine it happening to somebody I know. It's like, this is a lot to take in. Like, it really made me like rethink a whole lot of stuff. Like, what am I really fighting for? Like, you know, it's time to fight for my people and for what's yeah. going on with them. Yeah, and like how Miss Angela was saying, like you were saying, like, if you know some one of the people, like that would really good should be like, and I feel like I really feel for his daughter and like his baby mom and everything. I feel bad, like that's not even right. That's not something you want to go through. Yeah. Yeah. If some of you knew had mental health issues, what would you say to them? How would you help them and encourage them to do better or like to? go out and do better. Um, I see. Is Can I evolve the color into this? Sure. Um, so, if, if I actually know a couple uh, black or African Americans that has a lot of health conditions. Not, not just to put the race out, just I feel like there's a lot of more black people that's going through uh, more hard things than other races. So, I, I feel like um, what I always tell them well, what I would say is just you can't give up because I was at that place when I was really young. Before I hit double digits, my my mind was not that good. So after something that happened to me, I just focused on my mind. After your mind gets at a good place where it could be, uh, things will start opening up to you. You will start learning. So experience, uh, things that you could experience is always a good thing. So you could use it later on in life. So yeah, that would just be my message to anybody who's um, mentally ill. We don't even recognize black mental health anyways. Like you can, especially 
in households too, sometimes black parents don't recognize what their kids feel and what they're going through. And from experience in school, I've had to deal with some mental things too, and people didn't really take that seriously because they didn't, they just thought I was a troubled kid and that I needed to be controlled and held down. That's not the thing, I just needed help. Yeah, no, I mean, if I add to that, I think, I think you're absolutely right. I'm someone that, uh, that, 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 that dealt, with, dealt with it myself. I might have a family member, you know, challenged, and I think, and, you know, it kind of threw me off when, you know, when I didn't know how to really communicate with, with him or her um, in a way because, you know, they, they're dealing with autism. So it was very uh, new to me to actually figure out, like, how am I going to speak to them, you know, what's... What do I make sure I don't scare them more, you know? So, yeah, it's just something getting used, uh, used to. I just feel like um, as long as we're just having genuine conversations with them, we should, we would be all right. Just don't look at them like they're different or any other way. They're just like us, just with, just with, with challenges. And you notice that a lot in schools, especially when it comes to young black men, yep. it's like if you have like ADHD or, or a learning disability or whatever your your mental health may be, you're, you are just viewed as troubled. Mm -hmm. Nobody yep. wants to deal with you anymore. They want to put you in a special class special education and or something. just leave you to yeah. the side and or not really. You up. Yeah, yeah, they don't want to build you up or understand how they can help you. It's what's better for me, you know? Yeah. What's best for me is that I can't deal with it. So. I'm gonna put you in a class with everybody who's like you or yeah. quote unquote supposed to be like you and just leave you alone because that's the best bet. Or if you act up one day, it's, oh, you're having a, oh, he's violent, oh, he's aggressive. You know, like Amaya said, you know, tackle them down, hold mm -hmm. them down, restrain them down. But it's like, no, you need to talk to me and, and get inside my mind and realize what's going on. Because mm -hmm. all I really need is a conversation or yeah. all I really need is some extra help. Yeah, no, and we're still, just like how we look at them and think they're still human at the end of the day. They got to look at it like that. We're still children. So it's like, we can only be but so bad. We can only be but so, uh, oh no. I would say for me, I would most likely like to talk about it. Because going through, like like I said, depression is one of the reasons that mental health issues become a thing. So if I would have just had somebody talk about it or something like that, I'd probably feel like better. Or at least knowing that someone is there to listen when I'm ready to talk about it would have helped a lot in my life and just would have changed the way I was in school, more, more say. Understandable. Does anyone here... I mean, I guess I can't really ask that question because I don't want to self-incriminate or self, you know, point you out or anything like that. Anyone here experienced mental health issues and just wanted someone to talk to them about it? It just felt like it just, you were just hushed or put to the side? Yeah, the problem, the issue I have, um, like, I think therapy is a good thing when it's the right therapist. But I don't feel like black people can go to white therapists and have, and have them fix our problems. They caused our problems. Yeah. So how are you going to fix my problems? You know, so. So like they would understand what we're going through. So I just feel like there needs to be more of a demand or a need to a want for black more black psychiatrists. We need them. Mm -hmm. Very vital, and we don't have none. There's not enough. Very, very few. I'm not gonna say none, but there's very few. 
Scrubbing black households, it was like, what happens in the house stays in the house. Yep, don't, absolutely. Don't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, don't talk yep. my business. Right. And that causes a lot of, like, more, like, holding it back and more, like, oh, I can't say this to you, but I'm going through it. Like, I couldn't talk about a lot of stuff that happened to me in my house because I knew that if I said something, it would have been a problem. And a lot of things get swept up under the rug because of that and never spoke yeah. about because parents don't want to be embarrassed or... And that's us. That's just black people. That's, that's one of our biggest issues. We keep we keep these all these family secrets and all the other nonsense and... At the end of the day, the children are the ones that have to grow up with all the things that they've seen that they're just holding in and things that they heard and just know now and they're holding it for their whole life, never have a chance to express themselves or or get some kind of understanding of what it is that's going on. Most of the stuff is not right. It don't even need to happen. And you're living with it. Right. It needs to be more open, open discussion in the household. So if your parent was here and they said, oh, baby, talk to me about anything. Talking about anything and everything. What's the first thing you're talking to them about? Well, I would say is probably, um, I would tell them, like, it's crazy. Not just my uh, parents particular, but most parents, they they know, like, they'll like, they know when uh, something, like, um. Something's wrong. Something's no, 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 no. Like, they'll know, like, say say you and your friend did something wrong. They'll know about that, like, while you was out for this long or something. But they could never tell when. Yeah, their child is feeling some this uh, depression or feeling some way about them, so they can never know that. But they know everything else, but they don't know the important things about your own child life. And that's what I think. Not even just black people. That's why I think um, people in general should understand. I think it's more of a denial thing. Like they were like, "Oh no, my child would never." Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always say that. black kids we go through trauma we go through hearing all the stuff that happens we go through racism hate crimes seeing our families get killed seeing our families get hurt and it's not okay we don't really get to talk about it so much because we're either shut down or again put in denial i'd say to my mom that i need help that's the one word i use if my mom was here in this room and she said oh talk to me i need help stories about how y'all feel about mental health was like that's crazy like I didn't know like okay. a lot of people have a story behind certain situations oh, yeah. and just hearing y'all talk about it as a group yourself was like a good thing to listen to and a good thing to hear I first say one of the interesting things I wrote down was in Connecticut in 2019 there were 6.7 deaths by suicides per 100 um, age 
100,000 ages between 15 and 19 just because of mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Just like um, college. People have been dying because um, that to the looms and all that other stuff. The world is really crazy, to be honest. This all is just crazy. And I don't know why the government or just this in, in general thing that, um, that everybody going to have what they have. But it's really difficult. Um, I was going to say, I don't think we were said this earlier, but I think school did a big mental health on everyone because of, you know, online. And it was hard for most students to even get their grades up. Either their grades were slipping or they didn't understand. And it was just, it was hard. So how has school impacted your mental health? Oh, I became depressed. I became so depressed, like, it was like, I felt like I was just gonna give up. Like, I was so ready. I had multiple times I had talked to my mom, like, I'm ready to just quit school. Like, I want to drop out. I would cry in my room when I got overstressed. Like, it was a lot of, like, I don't know how to feel about this. Well, don't drop out, because black, um, black power gonna rule one day. No, no, it still is gonna rule. It's not even gonna be one day. The day is gonna start today. There's been multiple times where I like ask for help from like teachers and stuff, and they don't like help at all. So it's like I have no like asking for help means nothing because once I ask for help and you don't give me no help, it's like I'ma give up. So my grades like went down, and I had to struggle to pick them back up. Do y'all have guidance counselors that look like y'all? No. Yeah. No. Do you have teachers that look like y'all? I'll say one or two. No. Not even one. Oh, we have I'll say one or two. Does custodian count? Say that again. Does a custodian count? The custodian does not count. Oh, they don't. I'll say like one or two. Oh, he's Blazer. Why does he look like he's? He's not. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you talking about uh, the race, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. I have a license. Yeah, I don't teach I have one or two have, teachers. Have but, like, they're, like, assistant teachers also. Yeah. They're not main teachers. I had a teacher mm-hmm. in fifth grade that, was, that, was, that looked like me. Okay, so you've had, had, yeah, had, had yeah. teachers. Yeah. Rarely, though. A, in, like, elementary school. Yeah, it was <laughs> Like, I elementary like school. And I had a, my coach is black. What do you coach for? Um, track and like he's yeah he's our track coach. Does he teach? Mm-mm. Well, yeah, one class. I had a really it's like good extra help class. Black principal in middle school, Mister Cook. He was really he was like, that's a good man. Yeah. That's a good man. Mm-hmm. So due to the lack of white school. you in your school system, whether it's your school teachers, whether it's your principals, whether it's your counselors, would you consider being a teacher? Would you consider being the face that you right now don't have? Yeah. I would be a guidance counselor or like a therapist that goes to like multiple schools and helps students talk about their feelings and help them pick the grades and stuff like that. Good. We need more views. Anyone else? Like what Ariana was saying, like somebody that actually 
is the safe space because you know like the guidance counselors they'll be like oh i'm not gonna tell this even though it's not even something serious they'll still go and tell like the other teachers like gossip like it's not even funny yeah like something that's not serious you'd be like oh i'm struggling in a gym or something <laughs> like i'm not doing i don't like the people in there they'll go tell the teachers like, oh, wow. not the they gossip yeah. in the room. It's a little bit childish. Like, your job is not to tell people. But. I had a guidance counselor, but she was white, right? And we was in school. I literally go to her because I was having, like, a hard time at home. Like, my grandma was being toxic. And I would, like, talk to her about it. I found out that she was telling, like, at least three of the other teachers. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, girl, what are you doing? Like, what is this? Like, what is it the same do? thing that uh, I never had one before, but I think it's called therapy? Therapists don't tell nobody. No, I said I just said that it's it client. I never um, have one, uh, but I know. I, yeah, it's I, client confidential. But I know, I know. There's some people that I heard or or, or the stats that they would like have one of those. I don't know what it's called, like therapist, or therapy, or whatever. They have one of those and they'll like talk, tell their mom about it. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to tell you know anybody, but they do. I heard a lot of stories that yeah, they did. I had a therapist, and you Y'all know how they're not too. supposed to tell something like that serious, like. You're only supposed to tell, like, oh, if somebody's trying to hurt themselves yeah. or something. Like, I was telling little, little old stuff, like, oh, I'm not getting along with this person. They will run back and tell. Like, yeah, it's see, never yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, You're not they, supposed they, to do that. That's why I stopped going. I was like, I can't do it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how it be before in my life. That's why you just got to have, like, the question you have before, the mental thing. Well, it's not always going to be easy either. Because... Mm-hmm. It wasn't easy for me to get where I'm at now, but it takes time. That's where your trying. trust came in. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. I used to go to with a lot of family issues, and they just run their mouth all the time, so I just stopped going and bottled up my emotions. Instead of talking about it, because that's what I was taught. Like, oh, you don't want to listen. I'm just going to keep it to myself. Yeah. That's what mainly I need help with, is, like, trying to get most of my emotions and how I feel off my chest. Because that's, like, a major issue for me, in a way, so. Opening up is a major Opening up and trusting people was one of my major issues. And I, st- like, I rarely open up because everybody I have opened up to has either stabbed me in the back or has told somebody. So it's like, that's like where my trust issues begin. It's like, okay, I just don't talk no more. I'll either write it down or thug it out. Or did it hurt? What? Stop. Not physically. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I forgot that there's actually a meeting when they say stabbing. Like, no, I forgot, I forgot. I swear I forgot. Any other questions, though? Yeah, it's kind of hard talking to, like, friends and open up to friends. Because as soon as you have a falling out with that person, they go on social media and just be like, oh, so you did this, that, and third. Oh, you dirty. This, that, and third. I don't got time for that. Like, I had a friend who actually recently, more recently, has actually put my entire business on social media. Like, almost everything I had told her, she had posted on social media. And I was like... Oh, okay. That's how we doing it now. All right, cool. But I didn't fight fire with fire. I literally was just letting her rock. I was like, girl, you going to keep talking about me till the day you die, and I'm going to still get more money than you. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't got no friends now. Right. Not like that. Not like that. I don't got, like, close friends. I just... I associates. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I just keep to myself at more more times more safe. Real friends and fake friends. Mm-hmm. The real friends are there for you. They'll support you through anything, and they'll tell you how it is. Mm-hmm. Now, fake friends, on the hand, they're either jealous of you, talk stuff about you around school, spread rumors, or stab you in the back. Mm-hmm. I have, like, I'll say I have one solid friendship right about now. Me too. One solid. And it it's because, one. like, she doesn't talk to nobody either. Like, that's my only friend. I'm her only friend. That's how we rock with each other. It's just like, I stop doing friend groups. Friend groups become toxic mm-hmm. and messy. Friend group is not it. And it's just like, okay. I had to learn the hard way what a fake friend really was. Mm-hmm. Like, the real hard. Like, the tears of the bed were like, why would you do this to me? I thought we was friends. Honest, like, you met more, my mom. There's like, more girls to get into that, though. Boys don't have fake friends. No, no, no. Boys I'm saying, I'm saying, to like, I'm talking. No, I'm talking about to like uh, group, group, group drama and stuff. Not to be like. Y'all keep it on the low. Y'all keep it on the low. I believe. No. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah like girls. I know, yeah, because I know a couple of boys that be getting into like. They throw a little stuff. Yeah, they throw a little old. Y'all ain't for nothing. Like I'm like, oh word. Like I had to blink it out. I'm sorry, but I had to blink that up. But y'all not shit. I'm better than y'all. They they do what they gotta do though. Yeah, we gotta Do you think social media has impacted your friendship friendship groups? Yes. Yes. Mm How so? I believe okay. I believe that if you post something on social media, everybody has their hair say on it. Mm -hmm. And they have their input on it. And that affects a lot of people's like, oh wait. And room like they be like, oh, did you not know this about her? Like this is what happened about her. Like, and, what are you doing? And you know, like the tea pages where they were like, yeah. they were fishing for something. They were really like trying to get like, okay, this is what I know about her. You sure you want to be her friend? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the CT exposed page. Yes. Oh yeah, exposed, that's been a while for a minute. Exposed pages, like, all yeah. of it. It all affects a lot of things like friendship wise your, yourself wise because when what's on social media stays on social media y'all don't know that no matter how much y'all try to take it down what's it's on social good. media it stays on social Forever. media so stuff like that could really affect somebody y'all never know i've known somebody who actually killed themselves because they got exposed on one of the ct exposed pages mm-hmm. i've known like one person and i was like i was like real hurt about that I was like that's really crazy like y'all really sit here and y'all support the pages at that mm-hmm. y'all say oh i had this page i had this page why are you supporting it bro mm-hmm. like what are you doing you're mm-hmm. you look retarded and then you end up on the page and it's the people that <laughs> saying that saying like oh Y'all childish, they'll be on either stage, they'll be like childish for um, doing, like, promoting these exposures, but you're in it. But you're in it. You're, you you're supporting it. You still want to know what's happening. Right. Like, I really do not understand the point of the pages and the people behind it are just bored and jealousy, and they get no attention at home. That's yeah. just what I believe. Just move That's- on to bigger and better things. That's all you can say. Bring when it bring. comes to social media, you have to think about it like this. It's, it's all a fake reality. Right? Not everybody's as happy as they seem like on social media. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's a fun spot. Right. That was a big struggle for me. Because knowing I'm I know I'm a plus size girl. And I've had my own family members, friends, people at school say these things to me that affected this is kind of a hard topic, my eating habits, definitely. Because I think I'm a binge eater. I do that a lot. And my family has repeatedly told me do this and be healthier and sometimes I don't know what to do and then I end up being like oh I shouldn't eat anything then so that'll solve everything and it doesn't solve everything it makes your body worse 
You're beautiful, my love. Most likely, because even your own family members, they be like, oh, I love you, this, that, and the third, and then turn your back and hate on you physically, emotionally, and tear mm -hmm. you down about your whole entire existence. Like, oh, your body is trash. Oh, you should do this, you should do that. I don't, I don't like that. That's why I stopped listening to them. But, like, it'd be sometimes where, I, like, social media would be like, dang, I wish I had that body. I personally, I personally had family members literally talk about me, like, at the worst point in time possible. Like, it was literally, like, a day right after my dad's funeral. My cousins went on Snapchat, and they just started subbing me and my sisters. And they was, like, basically saying to my sister, oh, that's not even your dad. What are you supporting him for? I was like, yo, are y'all for real? Like, y'all, like, y'all bold like that. It was like, what are y'all doing, like, for real? And it was like, y'all ugly anyways. Y'all body don't even. I was like, oh, y'all for real. Like, y'all deep in it. Some witch behavior. Like, that was like, you're my family. It was literally a day right after. Like, y'all got it, though. Family be your biggest hater. For real. And That's why they said family doesn't matter about blood. It's blood do not make loyalty. Blood do not make family. Mm -hmm. Whatsoever. How has social, since we're on the topic of social media, how has social media affected the way you look at yourself? I used to be insecure. So, what's your standard? Slim thick? Yeah. <laughs> this is they be like, oh, that's the beauty standard. So everybody else, they're like, in their comments, I'm like, oh, you so skinny. Oh, you so big. Like, I used to be really who insecure. Who asked you? Right. I'm not sure. This, this kind of goes with the topic. Mm -hmm. Toxic relationships can Oof. do this too. Like, you could have someone, like your stupid other can say, well, you don't have this, but I still love you and all that. Or they could say, well, you don't have a butt. Or I wish you had this, yeah. but you, you know you don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, toxic relationships like that. I used to be really insecure because I was in a toxic relationship. It made me feel like I wasn't enough. And, oh, like, you know, social media did not help whatsoever. Like, you're not enough, you know. How are you dating him? How did you get him? Oh, yeah. I get it, like, it was, like, really bad, and I just be like, damn, like, I don't even know what to do. Like, I would just, like, get depressed, like, just shut off my phone, and I was just not curious to just be like, yeah, no, can't do this. Does that reminds me my, my first boyfriend that I had, his friend, when he told his friend and stuff, and we started, like, going out about it, and it wasn't, like, oh, hush, hush type of thing anymore, his friend looked at him dead in the eye i was sitting next to him and said you must be desperate then that crushed my soul I when i say that like it yo, crushed bro, my soul. that would hurt me like i i per se have never been in a situation where somebody literally said something disrespectful like and i'm in a relationship where you didn't say nothing about it but just knowing that that happens i'm so sorry I would have fought. I don't even know what. I don't know what I would have done in that situation. My ex's friends used to call me La Taxiga. I'm sorry, one more time. My ex's friends used to call me La Taxiga, which is like, oh, the toxic, like you're toxic. Like, that's what they would call me. Like, to my face, on the phone. And he wouldn't say nothing about it because like, you're toxic. You're toxic. What did your friends do about it? <sighs> did they say anything or they just sat there and let it happen? It was his friends that said that. Um, and he sat there and let it happen. He, he would let it happen. He'd be like, you're toxic. What? They're saying the truth. 
every time I'd, oh, La Taxica is calling you. Oh, La Taxica is coming to get you. Like, oh, you let her control you. I'm like, it's not that. Like, but I wasn't as, toxic. Sorry. As your boyfriend or girlfriend, they should be there to defend you. No matter in certain situations. Not like you killed anybody, but. I believe that 100%. If someone says, if your friend says something about your other and you are agreeing with them, that's not, that's not nice. That's mean. 100%. So since some of you are, are 14, 15, 16, y'all been in toxic relationships? Yes. Yes. Two years. You've been in a toxic relationship for two years. I just got in, out of a toxic relationship in January. We were together for two years. When was enough enough? Um, it was always toxic throughout the years, but we stood together until a point where it got really bad. And it was like, you know, we need to cut this off before it gets worse. It was like maybe a little after um, a year and a half where it got like really bad. And people had their he say, she say, and it affected our relationship a lot. And he'd go with what they said, and he was being insecure about everything. So, I personally, I've witnessed my best friend sit in a toxic relationship with my ex best friend. She was in a toxic relationship with her boyfriend since like the seventh grade, and I was like, okay, that's cute. You know, you guys are together and support. But I didn't realize it was toxic until until I started getting to know them more. Like y'all really argue. Y'all cheat on each other, but yet y'all still go back to each other and do repeat the same pattern. Like, when are you going to sit to yourself and say, all right, I can't do this no more? Like, when when do you feel like you're going to say that? And actually, he got up and was like, I can't do this no more. Like, I, I can't keep going like this. We just keep butting heads. For her, I'll say she is still toxic, though. I'll say that she... She, try, like, not trying to put her business, but it's like... The stuff you do, you can't do, and then and then expect them to understand it and be like, okay, yeah, it's okay. Some people work different and want to do it back. Right. So then what makes somebody toxic? What are toxic traits? When do you see them? How do you see them? When someone is always trying to put you down, like, this is like me. Like, somebody always just trying to tell me this I know, and I said controlling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Manipulative lack of communication. Manipulative? Yes. What do you mean by that? It's hard to understand. Uh huh. Like, like, say, um, say, I'm trying to tell you something. And you don't understand him. So you just keep going back and forth. That's toxic. That's toxic. Oh, somebody's yeah, not. Yeah. Oh, okay. Arguing. Yeah. Arguing over and over and over again becomes toxic. Toxic and don't learn. Non-supportive becomes toxic. If you listen to the wrong friends, they'll talk in their in their ear and tell you tell them the wrong thing, and then the actions will show you what who they really are mm. as a person. Like, oh, you're listening to your friends and they're telling you the wrong thing. Well, that's yeah, like rumors become toxic. So it seems like y'all have a good indication of what toxic is. Do y'all have toxic people in your lives right now? Yes. Mm-hmm. I try. Listen, I believe that I was toxic. I used to be toxic before. I believe that when I sat somebody's up and said, what are you doing? Like, this is not how you even act, bro. I know that I could, like, come become out of that. So 
the toxic people in my life currently, I don't talk to them as close as I used to because it's like, yeah, I'm not trying to do that. Like, to be honest, keep that over there. Um, from what young boy said, he said, um, seriously, seriously, when young boy said, he said, uh, if, he said, I don't argue with nobody that I could remove all my life with a button. Because people be arguing with each other over the phone. Why, why do I need to waste my time? Are you helping me get money? All I gotta do is just in the car and block you. People are like, well, he or she keep texting me. Okay, all you gotta do is block them and yeah. get out of your life. Well, I, I learned that the hard in my way. life, I, it's not that hard to get rid of them because they'll just... Oh, yeah, that is, yeah, that like, it's not that hard to get rid of them, for real. Yeah. So, so then get rid of them. I mean, it's easy. I mean, it's not that hard. Like, I can't get rid of them. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's not that easy to get rid of them. it's not that easy to get rid of them. Like, yeah. Yes. I, I'm not sure if it was Tupac or not, but he said something about friendship and enemies. Like, I don't want to be your friend, but that doesn't want to mean I don't want to see you well. I just don't want to Used to see you at my table. I know that quote. Mm, yeah, yeah. I forgot who said it. I don't, yeah, it, I don't um, it was something like, I don't want to see. I, it's not that I don't want to see you starve. I just don't want you to eat at my table no more. Something like that. Something around that quote. I get you. Like we're not, we're not, we're not enemies. Mm-hmm. We're just not friends anymore. Yeah. And I believe that's another thing. People will move like y'all have problems, and it's no problem no more. It's like you move like, okay, yeah, we still got a problem. We still need to um, argue about this and that. You're toxic for that because you're keeping that in your head. And that's not okay. Like, I do not argue with people no more. I sit there and I laugh and I just like, okay. I give them that little okay for the period and I just go about my day. And then it get them more mad. I'm like, not my problem. Sounds personal. Well, if I was you, if you want to argue with somebody, just, just say you're going to argue give me money. If they say no, they won't argue with you no more. I always work. Promise you. They, they I don't think you no more. Huh? Like, I don't. I don't. That that's that's the trick. They either gonna say yes or they gonna say no. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Gorgeous. People who hold grudges, like you tell. Okay, so like my middle school. Drama was the most common thing for me. It was always the he said, he said, she said, oh, I'm going to do this. Someone actually said that it was going to spit on me, but never spit on me. But we're going to get past that because I do not care anymore. But you In used to. Words, we do not care. Yeah. We do not care. But for them to keep, like, popping up and saying slick things, do you hold on that? We in high school now. That's, you're being childish. That is doing too much. That is you holding a grudge from sixth grade. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, like you'd be like, how like, are you gonna let it go? And then you like, posting on sto- on your Snapchat, Instagram, talking about oh how you mature. That's not mature. <laughs> What's going on? Really not like I that's hate preschool. Like let's, that. Let's keep it moving. I call those those, those just no. That's doing a lot. I'm gonna need you to move out of my way. Okay. You in my path. I can't. I can't move. I'm gonna move, but you. In my way. Or you just gonna be a speed bump. Boop, boop. Right. I wanna go with the Nissan. You know them as instructable. Not the Nissan. I feel like middle school and elementary school drama was just extra. This generation has a lot of that. It's not just middle school and elementary. It goes into high school too. It does, but I feel like in this generation now, like it's for me, it started in like fifth, fourth grade. People were being toxic with each other, getting into relationships, swearing, all that stuff happened early. I wasn't about that until like middle school, where 
I feel like I was a bit more pressured into it because this one time, I guess I had an attitude with someone, but I guess they don't like that, but they have an attitude with everyone else. So I felt like, oh, maybe if I just do this, so won't leave me alone or something. Then the next thing I know, they wanted to fight me. I was, I think, like 12, 13 when this happened. I didn't really fight people. So I didn't totally know what to do. Well, guys, we're going to have to, like, wrap it up. But yeah. I appreciate all you guys um, and girls' um, participation and your thoughts on how you feel about mental health and just what we talked about in general. Anyways, thank you for looking in, into our minds. Yeah, no problem. I did it.